This is Floyd Hughes, pastor of Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills. I just wanted to share about my new book, Act Like an E-Christian. The E stands for evangelical. And despite what you may have heard, evangelical Christianity has nothing to do with politics. It has to do with the reason the body of Christ exists, sharing the gospel. My book, a devotional based on the book of Acts, prayerfully encourages Christ followers to return to our evangelical roots of sharing the gospel with folks in our circles of influence. It's available on Amazon in paperback and for Kindle, and you can pick up a copy today. Thanks and God bless. You're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. I am Pastor Floyd Hughes, and with me is Mark Berkshire with Mark Berkshire Ministries. And, and with us is my beautiful wife, Dom Berkshire. <laughs> and she's um, a little, she's a little Mike shy. <laughs> today we are actually talking about a topic that. Dawn inspired, so we thought, why not have her on the podcast? And that is, what does evangelism look like in the 21st century? And um, I'm going to throw it over the mark to kind of frame how this came about and all that, and then we'll jump right in. Well, we were coming back from our anniversary weekend. And uh, Dom was just presenting her concerns that she doesn't feel like she does enough evangelism and doesn't reach out. And I said, well, you know, evangelism isn't just presenting the gospel. It's not just telling someone you know, that Jesus died for them is it, that's not all that evangelism is about that. There's different, um, you know, different aspects of evangelism. And so it got me thinking about this and talking to you about this, about how there's a lot of people probably feel the same way that they're not doing their share of evangelism and what that looks like and you know the, the reality is there's probably more people doing evangelism than most preachers and uh you know, you know I, I honestly believe that as i say which is a funny thing for you to say and for me to hear from people because most of the time when i hear tv preachers or radio preachers they're always saying about how all the flock leaves the evangelism up to the pastors all the time. And that's what they're always complaining about when I hear sermons. Yeah, but the problem is that most pastors don't know how to do it themselves a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's one thing to stand in the pulpit and prepare a script that you've been working on all week or to read from it or to share from it and to just do out an altar call a, a month amidst a group of people where that's expected it's another thing when you're out and about outside of the four walls of the sunday celebration 
and interacting with people um, and then to actually do that. Those are two totally, two totally different things. And I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of like with, well, first, let me say this, that TV pastors and radio pastors, I was going to say they're not real, but they are real. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to find another way to say this. That's not the real world. In other words, that's not the real world that most of us live in. Uh, The mega pastor who's standing in front of 3,000, 10,000, 20,000 people doing their TV show or their radio show, that's not the real world that most people are working in and living in when you're working in the bank or the hospital or at the butcher shop or the grocery store or you're waiting on people at the restaurant that that's not the real world so to speak so a lot of that stuff applies and it's true but um like mark said that most of those guys don't probably would be I don't want to say as confused, but probably as nervous and whatever as the rest of us when we're standing next to someone either we know, don't know, or only know a little bit trying to explain and share the gospel with them. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, if you look at the example of Christ and you, you look at what his ministry was about. We only see a small portion of the three years that he was in ministry. We don't see the times that he was in between these big messages that he gave. And and it says to be like him. Well, I'm sure he was, you know, how do I want to put this? You start preaching from silence. Huh? You can't preach from silence. You can preach from your actions. <laughs> you really can. I mean, there's there's some people that I can see Christ in them, and I know without a doubt that they're a Christian. And there are some people that are like that that aren't Christians at all. And they won't, you know, you can see... You can see the difference, though. You you can be a witness to someone without beating it down their throats, without asking all the questions. Do you know? I mean, when I was coming up in seminary and stuff, it was, you know, uh, do you know where you'd be if you died today? That was the number one question we would ask anybody on the street. If you were to die today, do you know where you would go? And that's just not the best way to approach it anymore. I'm not saying it's not a, it's a bad way, but it's just not, we need to show love more than we try to beat somebody into heaven. Does that make yeah, sense? I, I think it's just not the most practical way to do it in today's <laughs> culture. Um, I saw a post in one of the one of the pastoral Facebook groups that was talking about how many people do door to door evangelism, like going and knocking on doors and and telling people in their community. And surprisingly, although I agree with them, surprisingly, there were a lot of pastors who were like that 
should not be your primary go-to in today's culture. Right. Because in today's culture, most people, if you go knocking on the door, they're going to assume you're selling something. So it puts them off guard. Um, and depending on what community you're in, which was one of my reasons, depending on what community you're in, um, most people might think you might be there to do them harm. Yeah. Especially I'm in a, a racially intense, intensely divided community. Uh, so I'm a black man in an all white community. If I go knocking on doors and people don't know me, uh, it's not, Hey, how are you? What are you here for? <laughs> it, it's usually a, what do you want? And they're on edge. So sure, I'm, I'm going to call the cops. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing here? What do you want? Um, or they're yeah. just not going to open a door, you know? Right. So that's not the best approach, especially even, you know, in a lot of urban environments, maybe not the best approach. Um, and if you look throughout scripture, like you said, a lot of the uh, things, we don't see a lot of the interactions. We only see a small snippet of Jesus's life. And a lot of the ones that we do see are people coming up to him or him going to people and interacting with them in that instance. And most of those don't start with, do you know where you're going if you die today? If you die today, right? They start with, how can I help you? He's helping them meet some sort of need. And even yeah. with Paul, uh, most of his letters are to people where he didn't, he went there with the intention of preaching, but he spent time with them to get to know them, to become a part of their community. So I'm not against, and there's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, street evangelism or knocking on doors. But the best and easiest context for most of us on a day-to-day -day is relational evangelism, getting to know the people in our communities, in our stores, in our banks, people we see every day, sharing our lives with them. And as we get to know them, revealing, well, here's, here's who I am. I'm, I'm a Christ follower, and, and here's why. And yeah. like you said, not trying to beat them over the head like, what's going to happen to you if you don't become one? But showing them, like you said, the love of Christ, and here's what you can experience if you do become a Christ follower. Yeah, and and here's here's a situation that I know, like with Dawn and and where she works, um, and you can talk about this if you want. But where she works, you know, it's not politically correct to share the gospel in her setting. And so there's times where she wishes she could pray with someone and she can't because it's not company policy to do that. So, and, you know, how, how do you handle that kind of a. Well, I have, I have another question for Dawn, but I was going to say it, it's not just her situation. That's the majority. I was going to say in the United States, but, from what I understand in a lot of countries, right. That's the, that's the dynamic that people are, are working in where, nope, we don't want to hear that. You nope. Don't tell me, don't bring your Bible. Don't pray. You can't read it. Yeah. That's just the way it is. So, um, so Don, what, what, what is your expectation when you think of evangelism? Um, what are you, what are you, well, getting to know someone is all good and fine, but if if you don't ever ever actually tell them the gospel, it's not going to do much. 
Someone can't get to heaven by me uh, paying for their lunch, you know, or smiling at them. If it never goes any farther than that, it's not worth anything. That's my point. And I've been at my job for 10 years. And I haven't taught, I haven't had maybe two opportunities in 10 years to tell anyone about the gospel. I haven't told one coworker. And you're saying that that's just fine. I don't feel it's fine, but I don't know how to, how to get out of this rut. So I, I just want to say that I am inspired by your passion to want to share the gospel with people because most people don't. Um, and I'll be honest, as a pastor, I even get nervous if I have to do it outside of a Sunday morning. Uh, not something I, I don't have that passion that you do to go and to want to share with with everyone I know and try to try to, to get it across. Um that's and I know I should. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. It's like, I'm in a situation where I deal with homeless people, with people with drug addiction, with all this stuff. But I can't, even if I'm allowed to, I can't get myself to move in that direction. It's like tongue tied, can't do it. I just, and, and- or, or I get so busy. I, I like completely don't think about it until I'm on my way home. And, and like I've shared with her before, she's not alone in that feeling. There's, I'm sure there's hundreds of people, thousands of people that feel the exact same way. And, and that's why I think this is such an important topic because it's, you know, I'm a firm believer that if God gives you an opportunity, he is going to give you the words to say, and he's going to open that opportunity and show you for sure that, yes, this is an opportunity for me for you to share, to share me with them. I don't think that way because I can be very oblivious person. (laughs) (laughs) I can have someone talking to me and I don't even notice it. (laughs) Well, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. And that's the important, an important point that we, we have to, we have to make that you're, you're absolutely right, Don. Um, People aren't going to get to heaven just because we're nice to them. Um, At some point, the gospel has to be shared, but I think there's stages to that. Um, right. I, I, I think there's uh, stages to, to getting to that point. Um, and if you're doing, there, there's two options. There's one is, hey, you know what? I'm just going to share the gospel with you. Here you go, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and as Jesus said, there are some people who will receive that. Uh, some people... Uh, they'll kind of like, okay, they'll listen and then it doesn't get into their heart. And so they just wander away from it later. Uh, there's some people who are going to reject it outright because of their view of Christians today. Um, so I think there's stages to that. Uh, as Paul said, some of us may just water, uh, and plant seeds or excuse me, plant seeds and 
or water and plant. Now I'm mixing up the, the verses. Some may just toil the land. Yeah. Some may plant the seed. And yeah. Some may water the seed and watch it grow. God yeah. makes it grow. Well, God or, makes it grow, but I God mean, makes it grow. The, the verse says. Yeah. Yeah. So um, here's here's what we have to if 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 we never get to actually be on the hey I'm 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 doing the last step before they commit to Christ. Will we be okay with that? Yeah, I mean, because I I got to be honest, it has been years since, and I'm a pastor, and even on Sundays, it's been years since anyone that I know of has committed their life to Christ because of the message I shared that I know of. It's been years. Yeah. Um, Same here. I yeah. Mean. I had to move past that years ago because it was extremely frustrating and it's like why am i here god i mean i feel like and yeah i shared this with god so i'll share it with you feel like god you don't know what you're doing because <laughs> i'm wasting my time um yeah because i think i'm spending a lot of time putting into these messages and and trying to get people to commit their lives to you and i see the same faces in the pews, I see the same names online, same people. Um, so I feel like you don't know what you're doing, God. This is this is this is not the right place for me. You could put someone else here, move me somewhere. All of that stuff before God said, Hey, you're you're doing what I have called you to do. Yeah, is that enough for you? Yeah, and, and you know, some of us may only may only toil the land we may only be that smile that that person needed that day you know and yes that's not going to get them to heaven but they're at least going to know they're not alone on yeah this and big world you know yeah um it, it, it's it's just you know we have to understand, I think, that our job is not to our job is not to save anyone. None of us can. Our job is to make disciples. Our job is to tell and show people God's love. Yeah. You know, and, and yes, that's, you know, it may be more. And, and it may be that when you smile at somebody, you say, God bless you as you leave their life. You know, have a good day. God bless you. Well, that may trigger something in that person. You know, you, you just never know what God is doing on the big picture. And I, I'll, I'll add this to, I mean, I know we're, you specifically mentioned your work, Don. Do the people that you work with know that you're a Christian? I don't know for sure. <laughs> and let me answer that I would say probably most of them do. Because Don has certain principles that she has brought up to her work that she just won't cross. And there's things that, like, for example, you know, in her job, 
Um, she works in a hospital setting. And if someone wants to be referred to as a male and they're female, she just, there's just certain lines she won't cross. You know, um, so. I don't have much interaction with this other um, clients anymore in my job though because I sit in the office all the time. Yeah, she, the sits, she sits in her office with door closed because of safety reasons. Yeah, see, so, but it's not it's not just I talk on the phone a lot. <laughs> it's not just on the job and it's not just I hear you, yeah, the gospel needs to be shared, but it's not just the sharing of the gospel. It's the if if all you do is allow the people in your circles of influence to see Christians in a better light than the way that we're seeing now, uh, you've done a whole lot of good for the kingdom as a whole. And, and I, and I will, I, I will say this and, and, and she doesn't see this either. We, we interact with a lot of single moms and two particular right now. Um, and Don is a big influence in the kids' lives and the mothers' lives, even though the mothers don't, one of them doesn't recognize it, but the other one does very much so. But they, they know that, you know, Don's making an investment in those kids' lives and she prays with the three little ones that we have upstairs when we put them to bed at night. And when her, their mom's not here, she prays with them. They know about Jesus because of Aunt Dot. So wait. So is 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 beforehand? Yeah, but they know more now, and especially Adrian. Is your Don? Is your frustration more because of what you're not able to do at work? But if you look at what you're able to do outside of work. I mean, that's that's more than what most Christians, most of us don't have the opportunity to speak. A God be a godly influence in the lives of people in our circles of influence. So if you're influencing whole families, that's nothing to turn away from. No, that's Mark. No, you do it, too. <laughs> you do it, too. And, and, and she just doesn't. This is what I love about her so much. And I'm saying this in front of the whole world here. <laughs> yeah, the three listeners. Yeah, this is what I love about her so much is because well, I think we've proven that we're the three listeners. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> she is so humble about not wanting any credit for that, which is great. We shouldn't take credit for what God is using us for. You know, that's not our purpose in doing anything. Our purpose is sharing God's love. And she does it every day in so many ways. And she just, and I think this is, she is the one that doesn't see it for herself. And I think there's a lot of people that just don't see it for themselves. And that's the thing I want to try to get across is that we can be an influence in somebody's life and not even know that we were the influence in their life. Yeah, especially if we are being an example of a God-honoring person, person in their life. And they're right. seeing, you know, they're not seeing a hypocritical, um, you know, 
all the other things that people nowadays associate with Christians. Right. Uh, they're seeing someone who's who's putting other people first, uh, who's investing in the lives of other people, uh, who's modeling Christianity for them. Um, that's huge. Uh, that's part of evangelism. Evangelism isn't just saying, hey, here's the gospel and, and sharing that and being done. Um, it's, it's living your life in such a way so that others see God and Christ in you and through you. And if you're doing that, and a lot of people can't do it at work. A lot of right. people just, just can't because either, like you said, Don, they're, they're in their office all day and they're da-da-da-da-da, or you know, some people working on a factory line. They just don't have the time to be Christ to someone. They're, they're doing something on the line. But yeah, I used to work in a factory. I had a lot more freedom to talk to people when I worked in the factory <laughs> than I do now. I worked at Frigidaire. <laughs> Only one person, though. <laughs> but I mean, you know, there's just so many things that... And, and even, you know, she doesn't realize, and now I'm getting a little personal here, but she doesn't realize that how the influence she has in my ministry, in our ministry, you know, when we come to, to Crossroads to preach, you know, she's there with me every time I come. And there's people I know that from Crossroads that appreciate her being there. All I do is sit in the corner. She's a, she says, all I did is sit in the corner. But Except is, for the ones who I did the PowerPoint. Is showing, is showing up. It's showing up and being there. And, and that's what evangelism is all about, is being there. Showing up for God and being present for him to use you. Yeah, I think that's the, the biggest, the whole biggest part of it is saying, hey, God, I'm willing. Um, but it has to be, Hey God, I'm willing, but not just willing to do it the way that I, I want to do it. Like, I just want to share the, the, the gospel message with someone and then move on to the next person. And there are people that God raises up to do that, but there are also people that God raises up to say, Hey, I don't want you to just share the words with them. I want you to be Christ-like to them in their lives. And it may be weeks, months, years of doing that with people before their hearts are ready and receptive to even hear the gospel. Right. I mean, and, that's, that's the biggest part. Anyone can go. I mean, we could put it on the radio and scream from the, you know, write it in the sky. Here's the gospel and write it out. But the hard work of being there in someone's lives until they're ready to hear it. That's, that's an important part. Like Mark said, this, the showing up every day, uh, and being faithful in, in just being Christ-like to people. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure the little boy that had the fish and the loaves of bread wasn't, didn't know that he was going to be used in the way he was the day Jesus fed the 5,000. Yeah. But that little boy gave what he had and was willing to give what he had so that many lives... We're, we're filled. You know, many bellies were filled, I should say, that day. Yeah, and I'm sure when God told Ananias, hey, I need you to go pray for uh, for Saul, for who would become Paul, and Ananias was like, uh, that's funny, God, but seriously, no, we're not doing that. 
Yeah. Um, because, <laughs> hey, that, that, that doesn't look like the evangelism that we're expecting to do to expand the kingdom, God. I think, and God's I think, like, yeah, but this is what I want you to go do. I think the little boy with the fishes and loaves was trying to invent the first potluck. <laughs> He's trying to get everyone to work up what they had. <laughs> or Jonas and Nineveh. I mean, you know, there's there's just so many throughout the Bible that we could say examples of people who Jonah. Jonah. Jonah was like, I ain't going there, God, because I don't like yeah. those people. I thought, oh, I think Tracy is an example of someone who, who tried to do stuff for God. It's, no, it's just the other, you know, he, he wanted to run the other way. And God said, no, you're going to do this. God puts us where he wants us when he wants us there. And that is, I'm a firm believer in that. God always positions us where he wants us yeah but what if you don't do what you're supposed to do when you get there that's the thing then he lets a big fish swallow you up (laughs) (laughs) well i think i think there's an important part of of what don is saying that's true too and that's um i don't think god lets opportunities pass by i don't think when someone is like hey use me god use me god god's like we're full yeah, you know, we don't we don't need another person out there sharing the gospel. We're full. So I think if you're really, really looking for those opportunities to like, hey, I want to I, I, I want to specifically be in that instance where you allow me to lead someone to Christ. I think God can use that. Um, I would say pray that not that there's some kind of magic formula, but pray about that for like seven to 10 days straight. God put me in these opportunities and, and, and see what happens. Are you looking at me like that for the seven to 10 days straight thing? Oh, <laughs> well, you can do 30 days. I have things right. I've been, I... I have things I've been praying for, for like a year. <laughs> I have things I've been praying for, for many years. Yeah. And uh, I just threw those numbers out. I, I would, yeah. I, in other words, just continually pray for it consistently. However long you, you, you know, some people can't pray past two days. They're like, I'm done. And I, however yeah. long you feel comfortable <laughs> pursuing it. Yeah. I, I like the idea of praying. Surprise me, God. <laughs> okay, God, here I am today. Surprise me. No, I don't like that. I've gotten rear ended too many times. <laughs> but, but yeah, just, just pray about it regularly and say, Hey God, um, I'm, I'm willing to be used. I want to be used in this way. Open more doors, make it happen uh, specifically in my workplace. Cause I'm there eight hours of the day or more. Um, yeah. Uh, so show yeah. me more opportunities uh, that are there uh, or create opportunities where there aren't ones. And, and she has had people in the past that have asked her, asked them to, ask her to pray for them. Mandy, you got to know Mandy that way. Yeah, but Mandy was already a Christian. Yeah, but still it was, the opportunity was there. So, I mean, you know. I miss having her at work. God, God. I try to do the tracks, but I feel like I'm 
Yeah, she she does put she puts movie cards down when we go to restaurants and stuff um, for Christian movies. Um, you can log on to the internet and stream free, free Christian movies. Well, I will give you one uh, to do that. Uh, one of our late uh, used to go to our church, used to do all the time whenever we all went out to dinner. And that was she would ask the waitress, hey, when the waitress comes over and says, can I get you guys anything else? Uh, she would ask the waitress, we're about to pray for our meal, not to offend you if it does, but is there anything that we can pray for for you? And we met some, a, yeah, we met a pastor that did that. Yeah. Well, tried to do, do that. that. Yeah. And chickened out like every single time. Yeah. And 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 God, you know, that's she says, you, you know, she's tried that and chickened out. God's going to prepare us and ready ready us for that when he knows we're ready for it. I've 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 yeah. kind of shied away from doing that myself sometimes. Sometimes I did it and then a majority of times I'm like, uh, something just doesn't feel I've gone through the drive thru with these movie cards, the Christian movies. I say, Do you like streaming movies online? Yeah. Here, here's a free movie card for you. Yeah. So. And and that's that is a form of evangelism. Yeah. And we don't know what the results of that's going to be. Maybe somebody's going to be lonely one night and look at that card and go, oh, yeah, I wonder what this is all about. Or maybe next time they'll, I'll come by and they'll recognize me and spit in my hamburger. I don't know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> or the next time they're like, hey, aren't you the lady that gave me that Christian card? Would you yeah. mind praying for me? Because I'm going through something. Yeah. You never that's know. exactly it. You never know. And, and and that's what I want people to understand is, like I said, we never know what kind of influence we are. If we are truly living the Christ-filled, Holy Spirit-filled life, our actions are going to show it. And we never know what influence we're going to have on our next-door neighbors, on the kids down the block. You know, well, that makes you scared, co-workers. scared too because, like, what about the time you don't do it right and you get angry? I was just about to say that. I <laughs> was then, just about to say that. Then that shows the human side of us that we're not all perfect. Yeah, but and that's, that's your, where we've kind of got to. We're not perfect, but we can't. We can't. We can't be the mean spirited, like. You know, the next time you drive through and you don't know who's on the other side of the speaker and you're cursing them out because they're not getting your order right and you pull up and they're like, aren't you the lady that gave me that cushion? <laughs> exactly. Last time? Yeah, I can't be like that. Yeah. Exactly. So we, I mean, granted, we're human. We make mistakes and we got to own up to it. Like, oh, and but we we just have to do so much better. Um not because we're better, but because we are the Holy Spirit filled people of God. And yeah. so we, we can do better uh, when we allow God's Holy Spirit to guide us. And yeah, we're going to make mistakes, get some things wrong. We're not going to be perfect, but uh, we need to own up to that and, and, 
and at least try to do better and be better, especially when it comes with interacting with people. If that means we might take some hits so that we don't come off as ungodly, then that's that's what we got to do because we're, we're standing up for our Lord and Savior. Right. Like walking the extra mile and yeah, yeah, and I think that's a huge part of evangelism that people don't get is we're representing God to the ungodly. And if what we show them is the same thing they see from the ungodly, they have no reason to you're doing the exact yeah. same thing right as the as this guy over here. So why why do I need to come to Christ? I can I can get cursed at, yelled at, screamed at, belittled ridiculed by these people why do i need to come to christ so i can have that done to me by you or or thinking because you're online that you're invisible and you can say whatever the heck you want some people seem to do that or a lot of people christians christians yelling at other christians isn't a good witness either yeah yeah if i can yell at myself though that's okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) so Floyd, you always ask me, I'm going to ask you this time. What are some practical ways that we can help encourage people like me? Those who are discouraged in their ability to, to, to be, you know, to witness for lack of a better word and to be evangelical yeah uh, well um literally i wrote a whole book about it but i'm gonna go with uh a good friend of mine named mark always starts with pray about it first <laughs> pray about it ask god to show you the who you can talk to the where you can go to talk to the when you can talk to pray about it seek God about it. Um, he knows what he wants for his kingdom. He knows who needs, you know, to, to hear this or to hear that, or to hear from our different perspective characteristics that we have, or uh, who he knows who's going to reject. And I don't want to hear from Floyd today, but he knows who will listen to what Don has to say. Um, so pray about it pray about it, pray about it, pray about it consistently. But I would also say, don't pray about it if you're not serious about it. Yeah. Because don't go like, hey, God, put me in. I'm ready. I'm praying about this. I'm praying about this. And then God starts opening doors. Great. I've really been waiting for someone to step up. And he starts opening doors. And you're like, nope, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. So don't, don't pray about it unless you're serious. And if you're not sure, like, how do I, whatever, um, read some books about it. Um, go to some Bible studies about it. Um, I'm an introvert by nature. I don't like to talk to a lot of people. Um, so I don't know what God was thinking when he called me in the ministry, but there are times where I will kind of like, I have to dig deep in and like, okay, God, if you want me to talk to this person or do this or whatever, you've got to bring it up. Cause it's not natural within me which is okay. Cause I know when God kind of, okay, this is all God making this happen. Cause otherwise I, I, it just wouldn't have come naturally out of me. Um, so pray about it. Um, 
go to go to Bible studies about evangelism, read books about evangelism, but also find out what what your gifting is because evangelism is going to look different for different people. For some people, it's going to look like, hey, just me being nice to other people or being Christ-like to other people. For some people who are more outgoing, it may look like that you're going through the street talking to people and and sharing the gospel with them and 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 praying with them. Uh, for other people, it may be like, hey, I'm just sitting in the background praying for God to open doors. And then he might open one a month or one a year for me because I'm just not as outgoing as everybody else. Um, but it starts with praying about it and don't pray about it unless you're willing to do it. And also find out what your gifting is and get involved in the community. Because like for me, I mean, I, I work with Christians. All, all our people are Christians. So I have to go out and get involved in the community to encounter non-Christians and, you know, find those opportunities where God can, okay, God, let me get to know this person and use me in this, this circumstance. Cause uh, for most people, they go from work to home, work to home, work to home. And yeah. if they're in a situation, you know, like Don described, like most Americans, you can't share the gospel at work. You can't pray at work. They see you pull out a Bible, you know, all this. So uh, we just don't have time for more than 30 seconds to talk to someone about anything other than work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me. So you've got to kind of pray and find some other opportunities outside of work, uh, volunteering in the community, uh, you know, or whatever that may look like for each, each individual. Okay. I think that's good. I, I, I you know, I, Finding your gift can be hard and difficult, um, but I, I know that you know <laughs> there are things that we do that we don't think of as gifts. So try to 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 tune into what God really has, what, what do you like doing? Because what you really like doing is probably a gift that God has given you to start with. And it's, it's an area that you can go serve in easily. Yeah. It's an area. If you're excited about it, you're gifted in it, you're passionate about it. It's something you enjoy doing. And there's a need for that in the community. Go, go, go do that. But uh, also don't, don't, uh, don't, uh, what's the correct way to say this? Realize that also the way that you minister to your neighbors, that's also a form of being evangelical. Yeah. Being godly to them, sharing Christ with them, showing the love of Christ to them. That that's a form of evangelism. And and that could be your gift. Yes. Yeah. You know. So anything else? You want to say anything else? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to thank Don for being here. 
um, and for her willingness to to share. Yeah, um, I, I I don't think you realize how many other people are probably thinking those same things that you're thinking, um, and how big of a help it is for other people to hear. Wait, I'm not I'm not the only one thinking that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> no, I was just going to say we probably ought to wrap this up. <laughs> and uh, all right, uh, do you you want to pray, Mark? Sure. All right. Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for the ability to get together and to share our feelings, um, our concerns, and our, our frustrations, and know that you've already got the plan um, laid out for us. And Lord, we just ask that you would help us to be, be lights in this dark world. Lord, that, that that is evangelism, is being a light in this dark world. And we just ask that you would just help each of us to be that. And uh, help us to just live more like you every day. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.